0: In this week's episode, T lost her voice so now you're stuck with me. But hey, at least I won't eat your eyeballs or abduct you into a cube like last week's books would. At least not yet. Anyway, it's all happening now on Cover B.
1: Welcome back to Cover B Welcome
0: back to Cover B You might be wondering why we didn't have an episode on Friday Due to some technical difficulties We weren't able to get our episode out Correct Uh, So we are doing the episode that was supposed to come out on Friday Today So these are the comics uh, from last week Funny thing is, technical difficulties prevented us from doing an episode Uh, We then went on vacation with my family To Universal Studios And now we're coming back And T's voice is a wreck
1: I have done so it's broken. I'm sure you could tell from the first welcome, Kirby. Oh, I, yeah, I, I saw um, like a
0: broken frog. So <laughs> thanks, technical difficulties, for catching us out of our prime. Yeah. But, it's anyway, fine. just a couple books from last week that we want to talk about. Yes. Uh, the first one is from Dark Horse. This is Breakout Number One. It was written by Zach Kaplan with art by Wilton Santos. Uh, This features a uh, it follows a group of high school students in a community somewhere in America uh, wherein they are living under the constant threat of alien abduction. So at some point in the recent history of this world, these alien cubes descended on the world, uh, did nothing for a while government tried to contact them the government tried to blow them up nothing worked uh eventually they started sending out drones that were capturing young people so everyone i i think under the age of like 22 or something yeah i think it was 20 uh so high school students middle school students children uh (laughs) everyone young and for the longest time it was like, shelter down, be scared, don't go back to school, we're going to try to... Eventually, they gave up, and they're just returning to normal. Obviously, paralleling you know, certain things in our modern-day society, such as the unfortunate frequency of gun violence in schools, as well as the recent pandemic, uh, this book... Features a one particular student with a bright future and a knowledge of engineering who is desperate to get his brother back. Uh, His brother was abducted not too long before this book takes place, Uh, and he's going to enlist some of his friends to help him do that. T, what were your thoughts?
1: I loved this one so much Mm -hmm. for so many reasons. Number one, it's set up just like a traditional heist movie is. So you're introduced to the characters in a very heist film, heist scenario way. Um, Everybody has their role to play. Everyone is picked for a very specific reason. Two, it's a heist movie in a very weird circumstance. I mean, Mm. you've got people coming in like people are getting abducted. Teens. And everyone's just sort of cool with it yeah and it's the most awkward uncomfortable scenario but it feels very relevant to today for reasons like you specified and so you have this like otherwise kind of like zany can they do it type of environment like type of plot on this very like dark messed up background yeah and i think that's awesome Mm -hmm. and i i it also kind of there's like potential notions they talk that like oh what if the aliens aren't aliens what if the aliens are people like what if it's time travelers yeah well then there's almost implications of like environmental issues because they're only pulling people between the ages of like 11 and 20 so they're clearly pulling young people for a reason yeah and that makes you wonder why is it like an environmental issue it's just it's cool it's like touches on all of these huge political issues but then is centered around like a teen heist flick
0: yeah like it, it's amazing. This book is fantastic. It's it's really cool. Zach Kaplan has given us really approachable, really sympathetic characters and a really approachable, sympathetic situation while making it extreme and fantastic and science fiction. Uh, it feels a lot like trees in a weird way where it's like these enigmatic invaders kind of just show up and we're... Less involved with the actual like alien invasion and more involved with the people and how they respond to it, uh, which I dig. I, I, that was my favorite thing about trees, and I think more alien media needs to be that way less about like the actual aliens and like an action or a fight against the aliens and more about like people and people responding to it. Um, I do, I mean, it's clear the sort of, uh, implications and connections that are being made here uh specifically with gun violence in schools and stuff i do think it's a little weird it's i mean it's if you really dig into it and this is absolutely like nitpicking and <laughs> it's it's good to draw these parallels and have media that talks about this stuff so that we can hopefully advance and get better the biggest issue here in my opinion is that the the alien invasion is not within our control, and that's why it's like, oh, kids, go back to normal, because we can't do anything. We tried, yeah. you know? Whereas with things like the pandemic and gun violence in schools, it is very much in our control. So, too much parallel there gets a little dangerous, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um I don't know. I'm just reading into it way too much. Like, that's not a real criticism that's not making me not enjoy the book anymore. It's just kind of like something that I thought about. But
1: Just a note. <laughs> yeah, just kind
0: of, kind of a general note. And maybe that will be the thing. Like T said, there is an element of it where there's rumors that the people inside the cube, like the people in charge of the cubes, the aliens, quote unquote, are actually humans and there might be some sort of interdimensional thing or time travel thing. So maybe we do find out more about like how much this was in our control. Uh, but you know, when you're making parallels with like, yeah, there's a lot of violence and craziness happening in our schools, but the parents just expect us to go and deal with it. And we're going to do like drills and stuff to be able to deal with it, but they're done helping us when you also show that they literally tried to blow the things out of the sky and whatnot is like, mm. and sure they haven't tried to like break in. So I guess that's what they're getting at is like this kid's smarter than the government and stuff. Cause they do make a mention of like, uh, you know, they're done trying because it's not happening to them kind of thing, which, yeah. ouch. Yes. <laughs> True. Uh, bingo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, uh, great book incredible book the characters are very deep and well written um even some of the ones that we don't see a lot of you kind of really get and understand uh and again you know i'm always down for a high school book and this is a really interesting i don't know if i've ever seen a high school heist yeah story maybe so. the
1: the one the one movie where they tried to steal the SAT scores. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's it. That's, yeah, the, only yeah, that's the, only yeah. <laughs> the only
0: one I can think of. Yeah, the only one I So really cool. Really excited for this one. It's a Dark Horse 2. Dark Horse <laughs> books are usually pretty limited. Like, they have a definitive end. Uh, so hopefully this will stick to the same thing and have, like, a very solidified story and, and uh, mm-hmm. thrust and pacing and all that. So... Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, The next one is Sandman Universe Nightmare Country, number one. This is written by James Tinian uh, with art by Lisandro Esteran and a little brief bit of guest art from uh, Yannick Peckett. This is in the Sandman universe. It focuses around a character known as the Corinthian. For those who don't know, the Corinthian is a nightmare uh, from the Sandman universe. He has teeths in his eyes. Uh, and he likes to eat people's eyes. He's able to, if I'm remembering right, uh, he's able to take over people, possess people. Uh, when he does, their eyes get consumed at that point. Uh, and then he's able to effectively like read people's memories through that. We don't really know much about what the story process is going to be. We see him linking up with a young woman who is painting paintings that look a lot like him. Uh, We see him kind of just existing and ruminating on these memories that he has, as well as interacting with a young man who hooked up with said painter woman uh, in that young man's nightmares. And that's about it. There's some really creepy characters with stretched out faces beating the crap out of a dude for some reason. Uh, And yeah, It's got a lot of edge and blood and grossness and darkness uh, in the classic James Tinian style. But still not sure, like I said, what the Corinthians motivations are in this story overall. But T, what are your thoughts?
1: I think what always stands out most to me is what a heckin character author James Tinian is. Mm -hmm. Every character that you're introduced to in his stories and especially is highlighted in this is you just... You understand their brain so well as a character. I mean, the very first person we're introduced to really is the, the female painter that you mentioned. And her, like her entire motivation as a human being is laid out in like a page and a half. And it's so detailed. And the way that it's articulated and the way that she talks about herself and the way that she talks about her experiences and her dreams and her memories, it's so clear. It's so clean. It's so well articulated that you just, you know, Tinian understands, like, when I want to talk about a character, when I want my readers to understand a character, I know how to make them do that. And that's the vibe that you on you just endlessly get from this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everything from her and Crindian and just, like, it's all been really, really cool. Like it it's, it's just a really cool book because I feel like every character we're introduced to, we immediately like kind of understand them, even if we don't necessarily understand the intentions mm. or like we understand their existence. If we don't understand where the plot is going, yeah. like it's just yeah. cool. There's a
0: lot of mystery in this first issue, but it's all <laughs> balanced. So razor thin on this feeling of tension. You know, like the Corinthian shows up and starts talking to this woman and you don't know if he's going to do anything violent or crazy. And then she (laughs) might also be the target of these other people. And what is the deal with the dude having a nightmare about the Corinthian? And, you know, did he end up eating this guy's eyeballs? And then there's the smiling man is this character that's kind of in the background. So, like, while there's a lot of questions being brought up, they're all very they're dangling over this pit of tension this like this could all go very bad at any point in time so for a first issue you know normally a first issue not delivering a lot of motivation and story thrust would be an issue but like i don't know this honestly feels more compelling because there's just a lot of questions and i'm like i need to know the answers because the answers could be really bad <laughs> well, <laughs> you know and
1: i think that's one of the things that we often struggle with in in comics is we might not get story or thrust but then a lot of the time we also don't get a whole lot of character development mm. either we just get mm-hmm. like backstory that doesn't lead anywhere and so you're like well i don't understand what i'm even getting into from this first book but from this book and other books that you read from Tidian, um he did a uh, nice house on the lake right mm-hmm. Hit that book, you have no idea what's going on, really, in the beginning. But you know these characters, and yep. you feel them, and you relate to them, and you want to get to know more about their situation. Yep. And that's how I feel about this one, is that he presents these characters, and you're like, well, I already care about her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want to know what's going to happen I here. Want her
0: to get her eyeballs at... Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't understand what the scenario is, and I don't know what she's going to be dealing with, but I know that I care about her already, so... Yep well done dude really cool book
0: well written (laughs) Sandman Universe is always going to be extremely fun uh, and especially when you're dealing with mainly the nightmare side of it yeah uh, it's going to be wild so check it out if you're into Sandman stuff or if you're just looking for something kind of dark and freaky yeah so that's going to do it for us just a couple from last week again thank you for being patient with us while we dealt with uh, technical difficulties and then also being patient with us as we came back from a vacation with four children at a theme park and we are both exhausted I sound like Joan Rivers and, and <laughs> beat up yes if you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website the website is coverbeatpodcast.com
1: that's right and if you want to follow us on social media you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Cover B Podcast
0: so thanks again for listening Get out and have a good week. We will be back with another episode at the end of the week for the comics coming out this week. That's right. Uh, And until then, as always, we have been your hosts. I have been Chris. This has been T. Yep. And you have been listening to Cover B.
1: Bye, everybody.